Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. I'm Lauren Sweeney from the Rise Up For You podcast, and I'm so excited that you are here watching us live today as we have an incredible conversation about leadership. And I know many of you listening either have a title of a leader or you're an entrepreneur, but no matter what, we're always leading. We're leading in our lives, even if we're retired, we're leading to the people around us in our communities and our world. Let's talk a little bit about our guest today. Kevin Salcido is an incredible person. He just came out with a book all about leadership that we're going to talk with him about today. He comes to us from Phoenix, Arizona, and he is the vice president and chief human resources officer at Arizona State University. He's been a human resources leader for over 30 years, and early in his career, Kevin had a senior professional role as a major retail chain in Phoenix. I also worked for a major retailer back in the day. And he spent time in the Southwest region as HR manager for Pepsi Cola. Also, he became the vice president of human resources at Central Newspapers, Inc. So you can see he's well-versed in leadership and, of course, aligned with our brand since we service so many HR executives as well. He was also the senior director of labor and employee relations and leadership and workforce development at Arizona Public Service before joining ASU, where he currently is, in 2007. His major areas of interest include employee and labor relations, organizational development, building performance based cultures. Ah, we love to talk about that as well. Creating inclusive work environments and leadership coaching. So you can see he also holds a BS in justice studies and an MBA from Arizona State University. Ah, Kevin, we're so excited that you could be here on the podcast with us today. Lauren, it is my treat to be able to participate with you. You and I have been able to establish a, a, pre, a friendship over the past few months. And I'm also thrilled to participate with Rise Up For You. Uh, you know, you guys have such a critical mission, uh, such an impactful organization. You're, you're focused on, I like your, your mission statement, elevating human potential and company growth through human skills. And I'm sure we'll talk about some of those skills today, but you're right, you and I are aligned. We have we have the same goal and as to have everybody reach their potential and we all have it. And some of us just need a little bit more urging to get that potential out of them. Uh, but <laughs> I hope that we can talk about that over the next 20 minutes. I love that. So I know that you've just published a book on leadership yep. after all of your years of service and working with people. Mm -hmm. Before we talk about the book, what is really, and it probably leads into the book, something yes. that you're just so passionate about after all of your years working with people? Well, I think the thing I would be most passionate about is to be able to convey the message to people that everybody has it within themselves to get to the next level or the level or even a level after that. And it's really just a matter of understanding the strategies that it takes to really maximize the gifts that you've been given and also to be aware of some of the mistakes can that can be self-limiting. So my passion, I guess, working at a university is working with younger folks that are just kind of getting started out. Again, here at ASU, about a third of our students are first generation college students and they're leaving into the workforce and maybe they've never had mentorship or uh, anybody to kind of show them away. That's what the reason I wrote Your Afternoon Mentor, the name of the book. Uh, it is targeted at those who are 
in kind of the early part of the early and learning part of their career. It's written in a, in a way that would that if you can imagine sitting down with a senior leader over lunch or maybe at a happy hour and just spending 45 minutes with that person, what would you want them? What would you want to ask them? What would you want to know about how they got noticed for a senior job or how they transitioned to a senior job? or how they made their career last. So that's the premise of the book, very conversational. It's filled with anecdotes and stories, some of the experiences that I've had or other things that I've observed in over 30 years of human resources. So just trying to take the pain away from people in that critical early part of their career so they, they know what works and knows and they know what doesn't. That's the purpose of the book. Absolutely. I love that. You know, we talk a lot about building your personal counsel for success. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And one of the things being having a mentor, having an advocate, having a constructive trustee. Mm -hmm. What are some of the main lessons that you have in the book that really came from all your experience? Well, you know, the book is 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 broken into three pieces. Again, the first piece is how to get noticed. And I think we could probably focus on that part of the book. I'll mention the other two parts is how to transition from a tactical job to a strategic job. Job That's a whole different conversation. And the third part of the book is to understand how to make your career last over the long haul, because, you know, I'm at the end of my career. It seemed like just yesterday I was a young and up and coming executive and now I'm, I'm the old sage mentor. Uh, but going back to the original premise of just getting noticed for a job, but, you know, I, I, I want to convey to folks who, again, are in my target audience, the importance of building a professional persona. And I know you guys do a lot of work around that, don't you, Lauren? We do. We talk a lot about your personal brand mm -hmm. and that we all have one. And mm -hmm. if you're not building it intentionally and you are building one, That's true. even if it's top haphazardly. That's and true. so a lot of people do come to us because they want to get that interview. They want mm -hmm. to be noticed. How, how do I show up on LinkedIn? How do you have presence and energy even on a Zoom call? Absolutely. Your energy matters. What are some of your favorite golden nuggets from that first section? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I always I open the book by telling people that people are always watching you. And you just made that point. People are, are evaluating you either consciously or subconsciously because we all do it as human beings. I opened the book talking about a few critical biases. One is confirmation bias. When we meet somebody, we draw an immediate conclusion as to whether that person is friend or foe whether that person deserves our attention, whether that person is a serious person. And when we make that decision early on, as course, this is what I'm talking about, the first impression, is we continue to select information from that person that validates that initial impression, and we ignore information that goes against that. And now the reason that's important is because you, with the, if you can get off on a strong foot with somebody, the chances are they're going to stay on your side for a long time until you truly mess up. There's other biases that come into play. Similarity bias. We all have an affinity for people that are most like us. So if you are the most dissimilar person in a room or in an organization, you're going to have to work harder to get people onto your side. There's implicit bias. Just by virtue of your membership in a gender group or a racial or an ethnic group, people are making evaluations based on of nothing else than your membership in that group. And then there's finally what's what I would call self-regard bias. When you meet somebody, we all have this tendency to believe that, uh, you know, we're kind of superior to those around us. We're smarter than we are. We're better looking than we are. And it's we're always evaluating people, whether people kind of live up to our standards. So the part one of the book is how to overcome those biases in a professional setting. Uh, would you agree that that people kind of make those assessments of people all the time? Sure. We all have some kind of unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. And when we meet people, it, 
it's there. That's just human nature, depending mm-hmm. upon how conscious we are and how intentional we are. Right. And it's even more of a reason that we want to be intentional. And I, I like to take it back to values. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Often mm-hmm. people will ask us, okay, what do I post to, let's say, on my LinkedIn? Or what, right. how do I show up in an interview? Right. How do I get noticed? Well, you have a set of values. And professionally, or maybe the company you're at has a set of values. Right. Where's where do they intertwine? Exactly. That, and am I even in alignment? You know, Kevin, you may have a job opening, or maybe you talk with a student at the university. Right. Is there alignment there versus just haphazardly picking a job? Absolutely. And there's also this in kind of this uh, subconscious thing that we go through is do I want Lauren to be part of my circle? Do I want her to be part of my club? Do I want her to be part of my part of my employment situation. So we're evaluating whether I'm going to let Lauren into my life or not. And we're looking at people through the screen of those boy, those biases I talked about. So if you go back to some of the other things I talk about in your afternoon mentor is, okay, so now that we know that the biases are there, how do we overcome those biases? Because you have to be, you use the word yourself, you have to be cognizant and you have to be intentional about managing how others are perceiving you. There's the basics, of course, the way you the way you prepare yourself physically, the way you present yourself to the world, whether it's through dress or uh, nonverbal, demonstrating an interest in the moment. People are evaluating you based on those things because they're 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 processing visual information about you, maybe before they've even had a chance to interact with you on a verbal level. So you're always making that fundamental. So I'm always reminding people that people, again, people are always watching you. So you need to be mindful of the fact that you need to manage those initial perceptions. Dress is always a major one. Do you guys talk a lot about dress and professional presentation in some of your Rise Up programs? Yeah, even in the particular colors that you pick to wear when you show up. If you look at all of our videos we do, myself, our CEO, our team, we are always wearing something bold and bright because you can remember it. Absolutely. If we're virtually, if you can spot us in the Zoom call, if we're walking through the airport, if we come into a training, we're wearing, you know, gold, of course, is our Rise Up For You color, or we're wearing blue, or I'll wear a hot pink, or, you know, our male trainers will wear like a button shirt, but... Again, it's always like a bold purple, a bold red, something because it's memorable. Right. And having intentional right. dress, it says something. It makes you stand out. It doesn't have to fit a cookie cutter, but energy matters too. Absolutely. You know, and I'll come to that very briefly here, but, you know, uh, all things considered, the most, the best dressed person in a room is the one that respect, that receives the most respect and deference. It's just, it's just the way we're wired. I want to move on to what you're saying about energy. I always counsel people that people are always watching you. And uh, those who project a positive, energetic persona, even a physically uh, fit, emotionally fit persona, eyeballs go to those people. Now, I understand that we're not all built like marathon runners. We're all not built like, you know, uh, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. But we have been given gifts and we have to we have to maximize those gifts that we have through just the basics of maintaining physical and emotional health. Because that those physical and emotional health will be will beget positive energy and positive energy will beget positive notice. So I'm always mind, telling people to be mindful of, of your physical and your emotional state in the moment because people are evaluating you on that as well. Absolutely. You know, also, Kevin, it goes back to emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. talk about that so much when we're training with the company, individually coaching mm-hmm. is what's my self-awareness like? And then exactly. what's my self-management? And that's what you're speaking to is that second piece. 
Exactly. Uh, and we can talk about emotional talents just real, real quickly. You know, there's basically five elements of emotional intelligence. One is self-awareness, self-regulation, your ability to manage your emotions, motivation, how much an inherent motivation do you have, empathy, and uh, just the overall ability to connect and to be likable. So I always encourage people to learn more about emotional intelligence. It's a, it's a form of communication. And when we talk about communication, it's the ability to connect with people, right? It's ability to uh, to get people talking about themselves, to make to to express an interest in people. If Lauren expresses an interest in Kevin Salcedo as a human being, Kevin Salcedo is going to remember Lauren more than he's going to mean than he's going to remember anybody else. And if Kevin Salcedo is influential and he's looking for somebody to promote, his 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 memory is going to go to people like Lauren because you made a positive you made a positive impact on me. So it's, it's just basic things, Lauren. Like when you're around influential people, be very mindful about how you're projecting yourself. Simple things like getting on an elevator with strangers, you know, everybody's got their nose buried in their phone, you know, put the phone down, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm, I'm Lauren. I work in this department. People find that to be memorable. So I'm always counseling people. And that's, again, going back to the first third of your afternoon mentor is stand out, be memorable, uh, uh, communicate with people, connect with people. Another thing I always counsel young leaders is to show ambition. A lot of people think that if I just work hard enough and if I just contribute at this level, that somebody's going to come and just tap me on the shoulder and say, you're ready for the next job. And that may or may not help it. May or may not happen, but I think what a, a big miss for a lot of people early in their career is just not going to the boss or the boss's boss and saying, "Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to be to to be kicked up to the major leagues. I'm ready to be put into the game." Do you find that to be an inhibiting behavior as well? Just not the, the inability to express ambition. Absolutely, I think as well. When you're looking for a mentor, how can I add value? How can I not just take Kevin? Will you mentor me? Will you will you give me all your time? Well, <laughs> how can I contribute to you first and right. then being very specific on what I actually need from you mm -hmm. that we found is very valuable as well. Absolutely. And how can I show up and have confidence? That's what I was thinking about when you're talking about the elevator. Mm -hmm. We tend, especially after the pandemic, to be very in isolated yep. mm -hmm. and insular. And I know it does take effort, especially for introverts to yep. push themselves out there. I know that takes energy. Yeah. But as you said, it will be memorable. It will People be memorable. People want to connect with others that added mm -hmm. value to them, that mm -hmm. educated, that mm -hmm. contributed in some way, If even if it was a smile or listening. Right, because right. it shows engagement, right? Yeah. If Lauren appears to be positive at work, she's smiling, then she's, by my assumption is Lauren is engaged. She wants to be there. If, if Lauren's scowling or, you know, hunched over her phone, the message Lauren is sending me is, I really don't want to be here. So who, when, when it comes to promotion time, who's going to get promoted? The person who looks like they want to be there or the person who doesn't want to be there? Again, people are always watching you. So we talked about appearance. We talked about energy. We talked about communication style. There's one element I do want to kind of hit on that is this concept of swagger, confidence. Hey, I got this. You know, uh, when, when Lauren walks into the room, she has this innate sense of, hey, you know, give me the ball. Give me the ball. I know there's three seconds left on the clock. Give me the ball. I'm going to put the ball through the hoop for you. And people who have that innate sense of swagger, confidence, they're the ones, again, that the eyeballs go to when when uh, when when crunch time rolls around. So I'm always encouraging people, even if you don't feel it, you know, I, I know people say you shouldn't take it till you make it. But, you know, the more that you can throw off the sense of, hey, I got this. I'm a player. Uh, again, you're going to increase your chances of advancement and promotion multiple fold. 
Yeah, confidence is a huge one. It's mm-hmm. Netta, you know, our CEO wrote a whole book on it. Her TEDx mm-hmm. talk is on it. Really, that most individuals, when we surveyed working professionals today, something mm-hmm. like 82% of them lack confidence or mm-hmm. they lost it. Exactly. And the great thing is we can intentionally create it again when she says, so, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can, we can rebuild it, but it does take intentionality. And I think we've done ourselves a disservice as a society to say things like, well, just be humble. Don't right. brag about yourself. Right. Friends, that's not the problem. No. <laughs> you know, unless we're talking about ego, ego right. is not confidence. Right. Real confidence says, I am feeling great. And Kevin, I want you to feel great. And I want your book to do well. Rising right. tides lifts all boats. That's real confidence. That's true. I want to bring you along with me. Right. Yes. And if you're working in a 15,000, 30,000, 300,000 employee organization, that sense of humility, while admirable, it, I'm not sure that's really going to supercharge your career. So, uh, you know, you, you have to stand out again. And the last thing I'll mention is, is authenticity. This is a, another thing. I always tell people, understand your likes and your dislikes, because you, if you're in a, in a role that does not play to your strengths, again, you're not going to be happy. So I'm always encouraged young leaders, and you can see this in your afternoon mentor, is to understand early on in your career uh, your strengths and your weaknesses and your opportunities for improvement and understand uh, if you're a creative type, what kind of what does that say about the kind of job you should uh, you should pursue? If you're an adventuresome type, what does that say about the kind of job you pursue? So the earlier on in your career, the earlier else you can make those assessments about who you are, what you like, and what your fundamental core is, the better chance you're going to have to wind up in a role that plays to those strengths. And if you're in the right role with the right talent and the right skills, your career is going to be unlimited. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I was also thinking about emotional intelligence. You mm-hmm. mentioned the different areas. And I love to n- take note that mm-hmm. it does start with me. So yep. the later modules or pillars like social awareness and relationship right. management mm-hmm. really can't effectively happen unless I have that self-awareness and that self-management. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And, and that's a great place for people to look at. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to ask you, Kevin, is what do you think about capacity? You said several times mm-hmm. you're basically people are watching you. You know, mm-hmm. it matters how you show up. Absolutely mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. I what about the self-awareness piece of knowing, hey, I need to take a mental health day because I really can't show up as my best today. That's true. And I think part of that is well, this is why I would give counsel here is we have a work life that we should devote a lot of time and energy to because of all the psychic and financial rewards that come with being successful at work. But we also have a personal life. And, you know, we're so distracted these days with Twitter feedback, Instagram, you know, little snippets of information floating by that we have to find someplace where we can invest our time and our energy and our focus outside of work. Now, whether that's going to the gym, you know, exploring the world, woodworking in your garage, taking up tennis, I encourage people to find that balance because the more balanced you are outside of work, the more effective you're going to be inside of work. If your whole persona and all of your energy goes to work and you're uh, you're working 65, 70 hours a week and you go home and then you're answering emails at home, that is not going to be sustainable over the long haul. So I always encourage people to realize that work is work, leave it there, and then go out and have a life and create a rich and balanced life for yourself, whether it's developing a skill, being involved in the community, uh, participating, uh, you know, in mentorship programs, helping other people along the way. So 
work, focus on work, focus on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And that does bring us to, we'd love to ask kind of a, a final question. Mm -hmm. And that is, what does rise up for you mean to you? Mm -hmm. Rise up for me means that again, potential is everywhere. Everybody has potential. Everybody has potential. Some people are just better at mining that potential from themselves and mining that potential from others. The words you've used throughout the podcast, intentionality, being cognizant, being aware, uh, you know, uh, being able to interpret cues from people around you. Uh, if you learn these basic skills about awareness and the things I just mentioned, you can leverage that knowledge into a more fulfilling life, both at work and at home. But you have to be open to them and you have to be receptive to them. And when you do get feedback from your environment, you need to be able to act on that. So, again, everybody has the potential to to uh, progress. And that's why I wrote the book. It's, you know, again, your afternoon mentors spend an afternoon with me at lunch. I will tell you what I've seen. I will tell you what I've experienced. I will tell you what I've observed from other successful people along the way. Oh, I love it. And congratulations on the book coming out and it's available on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. Your afternoon mentor.com with you, the author, Kevin. Well, I, I do <laughs> so appreciate you know. the time that we spent, Lauren. And again, I, I really value our friendship and uh, looking forward to working more closely with Rise Up for You in Absolutely. the next phase of my life. So. Absolutely. Thank you for all of your service, years of working in HR, mm -hmm. leading, and then now pouring all of that into the book so it can be more accessible for all of us uh, wanting to cultivate the leader within us. Mm -hmm. Great. Happy to do it. Absolutely. Oh, such a good conversation. Love to talk about leadership and all the things that go with it. Thank you for joining us today. I know we talked a little bit about confidence, and I want you to know you can download your free confidence kit on our website, riseupforyou.com slash confidence. And there you can download six videos and a workbook all about building your confidence. I'm Lauren Sweeney, the Vice President at Rise Up For You and your host today. Until our next episode, Rise Up For You.